Welcome to A Degree in Sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name's Cole, and I'm here alongside, as always, my great mate, Jeff Tate. And Jeff, boy, do I have things to say. Yesterday was a weird day at college football, and I'm just in a place of reevaluation, and I was just angry yesterday, so... It's just, it's just a weird day for me. How, how'd you feel about yesterday? Well, it started off a bit nerve-wracking, not going to lie. We'll get to the Ohio State game later, but the Ohio State game was nerve-wracking for probably, I'd say, 40 minutes of the game. And then the rest of the day was nice. I had a great day in A-plus picks. Uh, Should have been 5-0, and but Colorado couldn't get it done for both of us. We both had their spread. But it was a good day for picks, and it was a, but it was a weird day, Cole, like, I think we'll get into this as we go game by game. Just weird all in all. Uh, all, all both of our teams won. Score lines were very different because both of them on paper looked like they kind of were blowouts. Obviously, Michigan's was a blowout, but Ohio State's looked like it was a blowout, but it was definitely not a blowout. But, no, it was a good day of college football. I'm looking ahead to next week, and next week's going to be an amazing week of college football. We finally get that. Oregon-Washington battle next week, which I'm sure uh, your roommate Wilson is pretty excited for because that's going to be that's going to be a heck of a game. But no, it was a it was a crazy day. We're actually recording this on Sunday, October 8th, so we had a little bit of time to debrief. Usually Cole and I record Saturday night right after the games, but uh, we have a little time to debrief. So Cole, no, it was a weird day. Totally agree with you. Uh, I wanted to go five and zero in my A plus picks. But I went four and one. But you know what? I'm going to be happy about that. So I liked the day yesterday. That's that's my thoughts on it so far. I lost my first pick in Maryland Ohio State by half a point. I lost Texas A&M by like five points, six points. I lost Colorado by a point and a half. Like I I am upset with two and three to say the least. And that was part of things that have fueled my anger. That, that like I I'm upset. I, I, I'm just filled with anger. There's things I was just absolutely wrong about uh, that I feel like I was exposed at last yesterday. And I'm just, I, I'm just upset with, with myself. I, I'm upset. The biggest thing I'm upset with is why did I let... I have a rule for myself in gambling. When there's a line that seems too good to be true, pick the opposite. Why was I such an idiot and went against my rule that I always hold myself true to and picked Colorado over Arizona State? That should have been a lock of, this is weird, this is off, go the other way. That's all, That should be a lock in my head, and I did not stay true to myself. The, the lights got too big for me, and boy, did I just a blunder there, and I'm not okay with myself right now. Man, you seem seem down bad. I like this. It's it's uh, And Michigan looked amazing. So Why do you like that? Why do you like that? That's kind of uh, that's not good energy. Because like your Wolverines you. looked absolutely amazing, so you should be happy because that's the team you care the most about, and they looked just phenomenal again. So I'd be happy. We'll get to that. But Cole, let's do our normal Sunday routine or Saturday Sunday episode, whatever day that we recorded on. But let's go through the games. Start us off in the ACC, and we'll kind of go game by game, and then we'll you know how we do it. If there's ones we want to talk a little bit more about. We shouldn't. So the Big Ten, there's going to be a few. So yeah, starting off with a with a no surprise game here is Virginia Tech at Florida State, and Florida State just cruised 39-17. Started out hot. Uh, Virginia Tech with a sneaky backdoor cover, but Florida State continues to just do what they're supposed to do. Big one here: Notre Dame at Louisville. 
Another, you're going to hear this a lot from me today. Another spot, I was wrong. I thought Notre Dame wasn't going to have fatigue. I thought Louisville wasn't even that good. They just were good enough against their schedule. And Louisville's good. Notre Dame's not as good as I thought they were. Maybe Marcus Freeman isn't as good as, as I thought he was. And because of that also, maybe Ohio State isn't as good. Because, yeah, Louisville just dominated Notre Dame 33-20. to 20, And Louisville looks like a great team. And, Jeff, that over uh, win total pick is... You're probably loving that right now. Yeah, that that one's feeling really good. We're actually going to get to a team in this conference that the over-under I am not feeling as good about. We'll get to that in a sec. But Louisville, great. I feel like it was cool. I watched that game, and to see them storm the field, I know they're ranked, and I am usually not a big proponent of ranked teams storming the field at home. Just, I don't know, but... Let college kids be college kids and have a good time. And Jack Harlow was on the field celebrating with them. But, yeah, I I really just thought that Notre Dame's schedule caught up to them. They've had a tough schedule. And, like, next week they get USC at home. So talk about another emotionally high football game. But I, I make fun of Notre Dame a lot because I think I don't like that they're not in a conference. And the, real, the only reason they're in it is because they can – basically do whatever they want because they have NBC in their back pocket. But I have to give them some credit this year because they played an insanely difficult schedule. Like the last three weeks alone, you play Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, all three ranked teams. Next week you get USC. And then in a few weeks, I think it's early November, they play Clemson. Now Clemson, probably by the time they play, I would say is going to be ranked. That's just my kind of thought. Um, Maybe they won't, but... I think that's just speaks to Notre Dame and how good of a schedule they play. But yeah, caught up to them. Big win for Louisville at home. That's Jeff Brom's statement win. Six and zero. Like I don't know. Maybe could they sneak in to play Florida State in that ACC championship? I don't know. Yeah, ACC as we're gonna see down this road is looking pretty vulnerable and wide open right now. And you want to talk about our uh, A plus picks? Let's talk about an A plus coaching job this year. And Jeff Brom has done an unreal job, and he is everything Louisville was hoping for with bringing with bringing him home and more. So good for Jeff Brom. Good for Louisville. It's good to see them really have some some joy in the sports world for that for that school, especially considering how horrendous their basketball team was last year. It's good for them to actually have something to to look forward to. Uh, for that school, yeah, basketball crazy. Like that used to be the that used to be one of the teams like in college basketball. Every, year in and year out, Rick Pitino was there, and they suck. Well, we'll stay. We probably won't even talk about them much on this podcast when we get into basketball. Yeah, that's, they were historically bad last year, and uh, yeah, but good for the football team carrying the load there because for a long time at that school is the other way around. So that's got to be good. Good for Jeff Brown. Bad look for Notre Dame. All right, next game. And I think this is one that we were both kind of, we're starting to be like, yep, we're wrong. Once again, Syracuse at North Carolina. North Carolina is just passing every test with another A-plus grade. They're looking so good this year. They got Devontae Walker back, which to an already solid offense. I mean, they are just dominating teams. I don't think Syracuse is nearly as good as the record said they were. That's for sure. But once again, that's still a sneaky game that North Carolina traditionally would um, maybe be closer than usual or they would lose. And they they just they seem like they get better every single game. Drake May, 442 yards and three touchdowns. Like their running game has looked pretty good. And he's he's spreading the ball around a lot too. Like it's not just one guy who he's getting all those yards to. Like it, North Carolina has been dominant. Their defense looks really, really good and, and very probably I think this is a top ten team as of right now. And 
the, the, a real, real contender uh, in the ACC, and even why not playoffs? Like if they if they just somehow make it to that that ACC championship and and knock off Florida State, you can't say no. Yeah, good call on your Syracuse take two weeks ago. I think before they played, I think it was Clemson, right? We were talking about how they're just that fraud four zero team that. They seem to be a lot of years, and everyone's like, oh, Syracuse is undefeated, and it's like, oh, well, they played Western Michigan and Cornell and all these just not good football teams. But, yeah, great call on that. And, yeah, North Carolina looks good. NCAA finally, they didn't make a good decision because they already messed it up with the Tez Walker stuff. But, thankfully, they're letting the kid play because he deserves it. He deserved it week one, but at least he gets to play. So, good win for North Carolina. The the way that NCAA tried to blame – North Carolina, just they're they're the worst. I mean, they they did the right thing and still just a really petty way. But whatever, the the over overall the right thing uh, happened. Now we're gonna go to another team where who was contending ACC still is, but this game was drunk. This was a crazy game. Stupid stupid decisions. Georgia Tech at Miami. Georgia Tech wins twenty three twenty. And if you just if you really just watch this game for the last. Six minutes of the game, like you saw all you would need to see. The only thing Miami had to do was kneel the ball. They were they just had to, they just had to take a nice little knee there. For some reason, Mario Cristobal was like, "Now nah, we're gonna run the ball." Great job by Jordan Tech to strip that ball out of him. They get the ball. Twenty six seconds left. Drive about 70, 75 yards down the field, and really just three plays about three four plays. Just get down there, score a touchdown. With one second remaining, this game's over. Miami had one play at the end with a lot of laterals, which is always good, fun football to watch. But Georgia Tech, I do think, I said this week one after the Louisville game, and this is proving even more true. Georgia Tech is a a lot better than people think. They're not Georgia Tech from last year. They are better than people think, but this is a bad loss at home for Miami. Um, But yeah, the way they challenged, the way Georgia Tech challenged Louisville, the way they challenged Ole Miss, I know the score didn't look as close to that game, but like I said, they were inside. They 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 had that score looked a lot bigger for the Georgia Tech Ole Miss game than it actually was because Ole Miss is looking good. Georgia Tech, I don't know. Georgia Tech is is just a tough out. They're not a contender in the ACC by any means, but they're a tough out, and Miami learned that the hard way. Yeah, such poor coaching. I don't even want to talk about this game because this is. I got Miami's over seven and a half wins now. Luckily, they stole that Texas A&M game early, but now they have to go four and three the rest of the year, and I would have rather that be five and two in a game that you won. You just didn't kneel the ball and just were idiots. So that's all I got to say about that. Tough one for the over seven and a half. Still got plenty of time, but that one hurt. I learned a lot about the landscape of college football yesterday between a lot of the different games that happened of who I maybe think is better than I thought and worse than I thought. And this game said a lot to me. We can get into that um, once we get to maybe another conference. But I feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm ready to just hit the lab and just learn from all my mistakes and really move forward from here because I'm restarting everything. Um, and this game taught me a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll share that later. Boston College at Army. Boston College wins 27-24. Just snoozing through their season. William and Mary at Virginia. Another snooze. Virginia wins 27-13. Marshall at NC State. This is a game that I didn't put on the A-plus picks, but I really thought that Marshall um, was going to cover 6.5 points, and I, I placed the wager on that game. And, man, did they look good. It was it was. A super high scoring game, 48-41, NC State wins, and 
just a fun, fun game to watch. And that's a, there's another situation yesterday where I did not cover because of half of a freaking point, and I was just I was just over it yesterday. Yeah, tough day for you. I I I feel bad for you because I had a good day. So I'm just we'll move on. Hey, good. Hey, Marshall though that that head coach. If you're if you're a Michigan State fan, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to entertaining that option at all. Nope. I'm he's one I'm definitely looking into. We're gonna have to if we have a slow week one of these weeks, we'll have to dive into my favorite candidates for that job because I'm starting to kind yeah. of yeah, well, you know formulate the guys I'd like to see. Yeah, we'll get into it for sure. Wake Forest at Clemson, just another kind of gross game. Clemson wins seventeen to twelve. Wake Forest up and down, 0-2 in ACC play. You know I'm a, I'm a Wake Forest lover, but not looking great, but hey, they put up a good fight. They covered the spread. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Clemson wins seventeen to twelve. Yep, Clemson just continues to play football and win games. So I know they lost to Florida State, but they two back to back wins. I think a little bit of momentum there, and Kate Klubnik's looking a little bit better. So we're gonna move into the Big Ten Friday night. Nebraska at Illinois. Hand up, I was wrong. Illinois sucks. I had, I thought they could maybe be an okay team in the Big Ten West, but they're probably the worst team in the Big Ten West and Northwestern's in that division. Um, yeah, just tough game, Cole. It's just one of those things where – and I don't think Nebraska's good at all either, so that's why I think Illinois just sucks. Yeah, I just want to reiterate just how gross the, the Big Ten West is. Like, that's just a bunch of bad teams. And those Friday night games, it was Nebraska-Illinois, and I don't remember the other one, but – I, I was just hammering unders that night. I think it was Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and man, it was a good night for unders, let me tell you. And that was that at least gave me a little boost come Saturday. And and I, I ended up, I know it sounds bad, I broke even Saturday actually after all the dust settled because I placed a lot of wagers, but like, man, it was a lot of heartbreaks, and that's why I'm so fired up right now. Well, I'm going to get you, I'm going to make you happy. The next game I want to go to is Michigan at Minnesota. Don't need to spend much time on this, Cole. Uh, when we do our top 10 uh, teams, when we do our little polls this week, Michigan will definitely be top three for me, just letting you know. Uh, they are dominant and have continued to look dominant. So I will be moving them up pretty far in my uh, top 10 poll come whatever day we record this week. Yeah, they're still not playing anyone great, but it's still a big 10 opponent on the road at night. And they're just they're just dominating, not even close. I was a little disappointed personally that – we gave up more than our season average of six points, and we let them get a team get in the double digits for the first time. Um, but that was kind of a fluky long touchdown to end the half. But like Michigan is absolutely dominating. JJ looks good. Blake Corm is really returning to form. This defense is just suffocating. Uh, started out the game with a pick six. Uh, Michigan had I think two pick sixes last night, and they st- if you took away both those uh, defensive touchdowns, they still win this game by four scores so like Michigan is just absolutely dominant and they're, they're just fun to watch and Donovan Edwards something to look out for still looks like hot garbage however we've been playing uh Khalil Mullins last this year he's been uh a lot he was a linebacker last year and he's been running the ball really well um and he's he's been looking pretty dynamic I'm sure Donovan Edwards will will find his form soon but uh Michigan their run game without him is even still looking pretty good yep. Outstanding win for Michigan. Move on. They got Indiana on Saturday, this upcoming week. It's going to be another blowout. Just fun for Michigan fans, I guess. So I'm going to go to Ohio State, Maryland. And Cole, before I even get into this game, you asked me on Wednesday is when we recorded, 
Can Maryland beat a team in the Big Ten East? And here's my answer. Definitively, yes. They are going to beat Michigan or Penn State. They are going to beat one of those two teams. They lost this game because of Ohio State's talent took over towards the end of the game and some pretty poor coaching, I would say, from Mike Loxley. And then Talia, who's been consistent his whole – well, not his whole career. He had turnover problems early in his career. He made some big turnovers in this game that just absolutely swung the momentum. But you asked me, can Maryland, Maryland's the fourth best team, I think, in the Big Ten. Like Gus Johnson kept saying, or Joel Klatt was saying it a lot yesterday. But Maryland's a good football team. Like in all facets of the game, they are experienced. They have a lot of talent. It was a weird game. I'm just going to get into the game. Ohio State, right off the bat, tries to fake a punt, and it was horrible. I, I don't even know. It was definitely called because it went right to the up man, but it made no sense. And it was just, it was a weird game. First half, if they wouldn't have thrown that pick six, it would have been a lot different going into halftime. Maryland squanders a chance to get three points before half. And then kind of from that point, it was downhill for Maryland. Ohio State ends up covering, winning by 20 points. Obviously, I know that's tough for Cole. But like Cole says, good teams win, great teams cover, and Ohio State found a way to cover. But Ohio State's got to figure out the run game. You can't run it for 1.9 yards. Um, I Thankfully, they have a little bit of time. I know they play Penn State in a few weeks, but this looks like a team the first 30 minutes of the game that was coming off a bye and was asleep and was practicing against the other team. Like They, they looked so... They just looked unmotivated, and you can't have that, especially against a team like Maryland that maybe in past years you could do that with, but you can't do that, this, especially this year. And Ohio State's defense is the – well, not the only reason, but that defense continues to make big plays, only allowed three yards a game or a gain on in running. And it was unfortunate because they gave up 17 points, but seven of that was on the first drive when Maryland started at Ohio State's 28. So – all in all, defense is continuing to make big plays, but they got a lot to work on for the Michigan and Penn State game this year. Maryland has to cover that game. I that day that game is what started my bad beats and bad vibes the rest of the day. I'm watching that game just livid, just just incredibly angry. Like I hate 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 Ohio State. Don't forget that. I hate them. That just made me so mad. I said, I said, Maryland will cover and win this game as long as Talia doesn't turn the ball over. And there he goes. Where you have a good lead, you're doing well, you're at the very least, the cover's looking like a lock. And they just, they just ruin it. And they just break my heart and just and ruin my vibes for the rest of the day. Like it is just, I, I was so just mad. And I, I think I said I hate Ohio State like 30 times yesterday. I was just so upset. And there was a pass interference call in the second half on Maryland that I just don't think was pass interference at all. And I, once that happened, I was like, yep, Ohio State is going to win this game and cover by a lot. And they they literally scored like in the five touchdowns in the next three plays. Like it was just, I hate them. Yeah, they scored, they, they scored 17 in the fourth quarter. And I am not going to lie, this is our friendship, but I am sitting there at the end of the game and I'm like, go score another point like just get a field goal a touchdown cover so Cole will be even more mad and my dad can witness that that I was sitting there like come on another point another point so they can cover just so I could have it because I knew you'd already be mad about the game and I thought it was funny now Cole I will say you just said that about you did have some bad beats 
The next game, Rutgers, Maryland, or Rutgers, Wisconsin, Rutgers scored with like two minutes left to cover that one. So you got a little, I don't know, you got some, it wasn't all bad karma going in against Cole Morris on Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was a good little backdoor cover, which I absolutely needed considering I, I was, I was due for that and so much more like next week. I better have the best week ever after everything I went through, but the one little shining spot, the other one was Kent State covering by like a point. That also, like, it did go my way a little bit, but for the most part, I just, like, yeah. Good for Rutgers. Um, Wisconsin looks incredibly average. Rutgers looks slightly worse than average, and but it's just a blah game. They're probably going to be the team that is facing the eventual Big Tennies champion in the Big Ten championship, and they're just the ones that's getting offered up as sacrifice to whoever wins the Big Ten East. Totally agree. Northwestern, Howard. Nothing to say here. Northwestern beats them by three. That's just, that's tough. And then one of my A-plus picks of the week, Iowa against Purdue. Uh, I watched the first half of this, and it was such bad football. Like, Iowa's quarterback, yes, it's the backup, Deacon Hill. That dude, Cole, I'm convinced, our good friend Steel Fortress could have gone out there and played a better football game than that Iowa quarterback did. He was overthrowing guys by 15 yards. He was... Horrible. I've never seen as bad of a performance as that quarterback had, but they won and they covered, and it was a good pick for me. So that's all I'm going to say. You have anything about that? Because it was a horrible game. Just one more example of just the grossness that is the Big Ten West. Just, just, just save save yourself some time and watch a watch a not worth nothing Pac-12 game before you watch a Big Ten West game. All right. So let us move in to the Big Twelve. And the Big 12 had a day. Uh, starting out, kind of mentioned this one earlier. Friday night, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. This was Oklahoma State season, I think. They had the blackout night game. They just needed to do something to save Mike Gundy's job. And, yeah, they looked good all game. Uh, they cover. Um, they were, I think they were like six and a half point dogs. And under hits. No, they were they were 11 and a half. 11 and a half. 11 and a half point. Yeah, yeah they dominated the Kansas game. State just Nice old regression from last year, and that's just solidified after this game against a really bad Oklahoma State game. But good for them. Good for Oklahoma State. They, No one wants to see Oklahoma State do bad. We all enjoy them. They're, they're a pretty likable franchise or uh, school. And Alan Bowman spent the last two years third string on Michigan's roster, threw for 235 yards. So good for him. Um, and then let's just go right into it. Man, just another game right here that I was just just – Overall, I was just, I'm going to say I'm wrong about Texas and I was wrong about Oklahoma. Oklahoma. The amazing Red River rivalry. Just a great, amazing game. Absolutely. Oklahoma wins 34 to 30. This was just trading blows. Everything you would have wanted. A, amazing scene at the Cotton Bowl at the Texas State Fair. This was, this is a beautiful game of college football. Probably one of the best games, if not the best game of the year so far. Taylor, uh, Dylan Gabriel looks great. Quinn Ewers, he had a good day. It was two bad, bad interceptions. Oklahoma, their defense, the defenses didn't show up as much as I thought this game between Oklahoma and Texas, but the offenses were flying, and Oklahoma really proved to a lot of people that this is not the same team as last year. Um, great, great win for Brett Venables to take the next step after losing 49-0 uh, to zero last year, and just, just good for Oklahoma. Good for uh, everyone down there. And uh, what's what? Where is it at? Uh, Lincoln? Nope, that's Nebraska. Where's that at, Jeff? Oklahoma. 
like the University of Oklahoma? Yeah. I'm, Norm, I'm, it's I'm, in Norman. Norman, yeah. Good for them because they've been through a lot watching their prize possession and Lincoln Riley just leave them for a cuter girl in LA and USC. So, so that's, this is huge for them. You gotta just, I gotta put my, my own personal feelings aside and say, good for you, Oklahoma. You deserve this. And yeah, good job. Let's see this game happen in eight weeks again. Like that's, I need that as the, I, it should be the big 12 championship barring one of these teams just falling apart. But my nine and a half over under for Oklahoma is looking really good. I just had a feeling, I didn't exactly say last week that Oklahoma was going to win, but I told you that this is going to be a very close game. And this is, I mean, when you lose 49 nothing the year before, and a lot of those guys, now a lot they brought in a lot of new guys, they brought in a lot of portal guys, but that team, to the extent of what happened last year, remember it. And they came ready to play, and Quinn Ewers had the two horrible picks, but he also had a huge fumble too, Cole, and just it just didn't look like it was their day but then you at the end you're like oh shoot they're about to win the game and they're going to do it and then that I think it was first and 10 at half and the little play to uh Bob Stoops son across the middle all the way down to I think like the 15 like that's one that that kid's gonna remember for obviously the rest of his life what a big play but no it's a I, I think these are to everything's in front of Texas still and it is because they beat Alabama earlier this year had you lost to Alabama and then you lost this game, you'd be eliminated. But they can run the table, win the Big 12. And with that Alabama win, which I think is going to continue to look even better as the year goes on, they might be still able to get in the playoff. But it was a great game. It was a just a really good football game, and it's how that rivalry game should always be. Yeah, and the fact that Texas only lost by four after those three bad turnovers uh, says a lot. I think you can assume that texas won't make those turnovers again and, and my guess is that they will be favored if they uh if, if both these teams went out in that big 12 championship my guess would be that texas will be um favored in that game i would say by at least minus three just based on the turnovers and everything so so i'll, I'll look forward to that i think they play tomorrow the spread would be texas minus three so we'll see what happens but all that matters is what happened on the field and, and good for oklahoma Next game here, a great A-plus pick from Jeff here. Kansas dominates UCF 51-22, um, to 22 and, and it was it was never close. Uh, Lance Leipold just continuing to do a great job. Their only loss is against Texas, and what a, what a turnaround that this Kansas program has done because UCF isn't bad. They're definitely not great. They, didn't, they don't have uh, John Reese Plumley, but Kansas, this is not the same Kansas from last year, and Lance Leipold has done an absolutely unbelievable job. Another guy that Michigan State should go out and get, but I hope they don't. Yeah, I don't even think they can get that guy. I think Kansas is going to walk in there after this year and just offer him whatever he wants because I think he is perfect for that program. And, yeah, I'm really happy. This was a this is one of those that you pick, and it was basically a pick on, and it never was in question when they're up 24 nothing at half. So I really liked it because Jason Bean has had to play a lot of football because Jalen Daniels has been hurt a lot the last year. So I like that pick a lot, and – it was a good win, and it's always good to see Kansas football play good. I hate Kansas basketball, but Kansas football is kind of fun to root for sometimes. Yeah, great great pick by you. Moving on here to the battle of what I would say is what is the more irrelevant program in the Big 12 in, in Texas, and it was Texas Tech at Baylor. Texas Tech just stomps them 39-14, and good for Texas Tech, but this game in the grand scheme of things – really doesn't mean anything. Texas Tech is still 2-1 in the Big 12, and this is a team that 
could still get hot and go on a run, maybe get lucky and beat a Texas or an Oklahoma and find themselves there. But that's yeah, I don't see much coming from them. Yeah, Texas Tech is there without Tyler Show. He's out for I think like six to eight weeks. So um, big win for them without their starting quarterback. TCU heads to Iowa State, and Iowa State wins this one twenty seventeen or twenty seven to fourteen. And man, what a fall TCU has had from from last year to this year. Um, and Iowa State is definitely better than I think a lot of people expected them to be this year. But are they, though? TCU is bad. Just They've got some bad losses here. And Colorado looking like maybe that TCU win wasn't as great and also looking like that loss is a lot worse for TCU. Just just a really bad loss here for TCU. And TCU, like we can just write them off and forget about them for the rest of the year. Yeah, the Big 12 kind of sucks besides those top two teams. Like, it that's it's pretty bad. It's like almost Big Ten West like vibes out there in the Big Twelve. So there, the Big Twelve has turned into what the ACC was. I feel like where it was just like it was just Clemson, and and it was like just Clemson, and maybe like maybe it would be Florida State, or maybe it would be North Carolina or whatever. And now it's just that's what the Big Twelve is. That's a good comparison because they the ACC actually has some good teams, and that's how the Big Twelve kind of used to be, but not this year. So. Let's go into the SEC, speaking of that. Right off the bat, let's just start. I'm going down the order, and I think it ranks it by uh, if you're ranked and stuff. So Georgia dominates Kentucky. I think you and I were kind of on this, Cole, to be honest. We said Kentucky will do this, and they're good for one of these games a year. And they just, I mean, it was never a game. You're down 34-7 at half. Carson back through for almost 400 yards. Brock Bowers is so much fun to watch play football. And I don't really have much else to say other than finally Georgia plays four quarters of football and dominates a ranked team. Now, I don't know how much stock you should put into that being a ranked win, but I don't know. Yeah, we've seen this. I feel like I've seen that game so many times from Kentucky and Georgia over the last few years, a Kentucky versus a, a really good SEC team over the years where they got a little hype. And I, I think if, if you closed my eyes and told me 51-13, I was just like, yeah, that was probably a Kentucky-Georgia game. Like, that just makes so much sense. And and you knew that a night game, the only time Sanford Stadium is a tough environment is when it's at night. And you knew Kirby Smart was going to go, up. oh, people are doubting us. He was going to try and manipulate his team and say, people are doubting us. We're like, look at They're saying we're not that good. And and you know that. he. This was a game that he was going to have his team wake up for. This that one game a year that he was going to have them wake up for. So, no surprises here one bit all right next game i want to move into cole are you going to give me a third team you have now to win the sec east like i mean alabama was dead texas a&m was going to take over and they were going to do this and that but alabama won again three and oh in the sec and definitely i would say are the poll favorites to get to uh atlanta in a few weeks yeah just by process of elimination at this point i i think alabama is going to be in the sec championship uh, however, I will say, man, I think the SEC East is trash. Like, I don't think this is a good division at all. I think this is a this is a SEC East division who's fighting to get sacrificed, kind of like the Big Ten West. Not as bad by any means, but this someone is is fighting to get sacrificed to Georgia and uh, uh, in the SEC championship. Like Texas A&M, you got throttled by that team that just lost to Georgia Tech at home. Like, you're not good, and and you beat. LS, or LSU, you're not good. 
Ole Miss, you're not that good. I just don't think any team in Alabama, you were close with that team that got throttled by Miami who lost to Georgia Tech. I don't think there's – you Alabama, you almost lost to UC, USF. It was not good. So, yeah, I still have zero – I don't think Alabama's good. They're just lucky that the whole SEC West as a whole is just dog crap. So – yeah, Alabama, you're going to win it, and you can you can have that. I was wrong because there was just a process of elimination at some point. There's no one good in the, in the West there, and Alabama's the best of the worst, so good for them. You can have your crown, Alabama. You're the best of the worst. Yeah, and finally, it uh, looks like they know how to use Jalen Milrow because that guy could throw a deep ball. Like I mean, they were hitting – Jamari – I think it's, no, it's either Jamari or Jermaine Burton – they're really good receiver. It looks like it's Milrow's go-to guy. Jermaine. He had, Jermaine. He had nine catches for 197 yards and two touchdowns. So that's a big win for Alabama going on the road. I, that was also felt really good because I knew you wanted to bury Alabama, and then we also picked the opposite sides of it on the A-plus picks of the week. So that one felt good for me, Cole. Any other year, Alabama loses three games in the SEC East with the team they have right now. So I, just, I guess I just didn't realize how bad the SEC West was. And – also, let's not give Jalen Miller his, his passing flowers yet because Texas A&M gets torched over the year. We've seen that. They're just, they just have a bad secondary. They got torched by Miami. Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech is a better pass defense than Texas A&M. So let's, let's, let's slow it down on Jalen Monroe here a little bit. Hey, it was a good, good performance from him in a, in a hard road environment. That's all I got to say. So maybe the team that you would actually have picked if you didn't say they sucked so much early in the year is Ole Miss. Looks like they could also challenge Alabama. Now the head-to-head, they lost, but they now have wins against uh, LSU. Arkansas win this game on Saturday. It wasn't nothing impressive. It's it's not what the offense looked like last week, but a win for Ole Miss is a win for Ole Miss, Cole. Yeah, they didn't cover, so there's a good team, not a great team. I, I bet Arkansas here to, to cover. Yeah, Ole Miss is fine. They're, they're a solid team. They're a tough out for anyone. But they already lost their Super Bowl against Alabama. So I don't think that, like I said, process of elimination because Alabama's already beat them. Uh, it's, it's Alabama's to lose. I like you like your process of elimination and transitive property, and this team beat that team. It's kind of it's <laughs> fun. But uh, a game that was actually really good and I wish wasn't at noon because I would have watched it uh, was LSU-Missouri. LSU won a game that I thought for most of the game they were going to lose. This was just an offensive showing Luther Burden and Malik Neighbors went at it, both over 100 yards receiving. But it was a big win for LSU because I do think Missouri is not a bad football team, and that was a big win when they were down 25-17 a half. So big win for LSU, I think. Yeah, that was a really fun game to watch. That was one of the three I had had up, and and it's just it's classic LSU. They're losing, and then their offense is just super good. They've beat the. Uh, uh, every game LSU in has beat the over on the points by 14 points or more. Like they've just, they're dominating the overs this year. Um, this is the one team where this is Alabama's last tough test. I still don't think LSU is good enough to do it. Maybe they can win a shootout uh, against Alabama. Um, this is the only way that, Al- that Alabama will, will maybe not make it to the SEC championship, but uh, I'm not in a position, especially watching LSU's defense every single week, to just be able to say, yep, LSU is – I'm back on LSU to win the SEC West. So, I mean, they're still 3-1 and one in the SEC, and they have everything in front of them, at least for the SEC, maybe not the playoffs. But I would love to see them beat Alabama. I just think it's going to be Alabama. Yeah, I mean, if they beat Alabama, they're probably – 
probably the favorite to win the SEC East. So that would be that'd be or SEC West. So that'd be really interesting. So two more games in the SEC. We're not going to spend much time on them. Mississippi State beats my alma mater, Western Michigan. I'm impressed though. Western Michigan only lost by 13, covered, and yeah, that's just a, I'm I'm okay with that game. And then Florida at Van or at home against Vanderbilt. Florida dominates Vanderbilt as you should when you're playing Vanderbilt in football. And I just wish that team did something in sports. Like Vanderbilt is like for basketball and football just every year just seems to just suck. So tough year, years, I guess, if you go there. Now baseball, they're always good. So at least maybe they have one team that's good. So Cole, let's go to the Pac-12. Yeah, v- Vanderbilt's got a cool like basketball stadium. That one's always fun to at least look at when you're just randomly scrolling through games. Like, oh, Vanderbilt's at home. Like that, it's kind of a cool place to watch. Yeah, their benches on the baseline. It's like really weird. You don't usually see benches on the baseline, but that's how it is there. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a fun little watch. But yeah, let's move on to uh, the Pac-12. I'm putting my Pac-12 Cole hat on, and once again, the Pac-12 is just. It's just fun. Just it's just a fun league. We're gonna start right away with the best game in the Pac-12 of the day, as far as just the game itself. Arizona at USC, and like I said, everyone remember I was right. Arizona is gonna be a tough out week in and week out for a lot of these teams. They they took Washington to a, a one score game at home last week. They go to USC, lose in triple overtime at USC, 41-43. Arizona is not a bad team at all, um, and USC continues to just have uh, just horrible defense. And and yeah, this this is just a good, fun football game. And USC just continues to squeak by uh, these games with just here you go, Caleb. Just please win us this game because we have nothing else to help you. Yeah, and hand up for me. I'm gonna say because that's Cole. I I like Cole's phrase when he goes hand up because he can't see us, but. Some most of the time he puts a hand up, and so so I, I kind of like that. But hand up, I watched this game, stayed up till two o'clock on the East Coast. It was a it was a late night, but it was totally worth it. Kate, I was telling Cole before we came on, USC wins. They're five hundred if they don't have Caleb Williams. Like he is a generational talent, and he should win another Heisman because if he's off of that team, now there's a lot of game to be played. I would say with this season, but if he's not on that team. They are not good at football. He had three rushing touchdowns that were very impressive, and they were on drives that were stalling, and he made just outstanding plays. So really good win for them because just to win a game like that, you can't lose, and they won it. But, yeah, kudos to Arizona. They were, they're fun to watch, and that wasn't even with their starting quarterback. So I'm glad I stayed up for that game. And my USC to win the Pac-12 – yeah, it looks a little shaky, but you can't lose that game and get there. So I'm glad they won. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the stat sheet, Jeff, maybe Caleb Williams. He looks like he got outdueled last night by Arizona's backup quarterback. Fafita was 303 yards and five touchdowns, while Caleb was only 220 and a touchdown. No, that doesn't put the rushing yards in there and everything Caleb did with his legs. But if you just look at if you just look at the stat sheet, it would look like Caleb Williams got outplayed. Can you? Could you uh, maybe shed some light? Did he get outplayed? No, his receivers had a horrible night, and their O-line was terrible. Like, he he was the better quarterback. Uh, that's nothing taken away from the Arizona kid, but, yeah, he's a better quarterback. A game where you were right, I was wrong. Just another place I was wrong yesterday. Washington State loses at UCLA 25-17. Uh, good for UCLA. I wouldn't say this was a Dante Moore coming out party, but he had a solid day, 290 yards in. 
Um, this is a, my my friend Wilson who went to Washington State, but he's a Washington fan. Kind of weird, but they have a phrase over there in Pullman called "cooging it," um, where they always just have everything in front of them. They're looking great, and then they coog it and just ruin it. And that's what Washington State did. They just they found a way to just not score points. Uh, UCLA did a great job of just dropping a bunch in coverage and putting the spy on Cameron Ward. And they their their game plan was on defense was very very good. So. Kudos to uh, Chip Kelly and his staff in UCLA for just really slowing down that Washington State average. And shout out our good friend Caleb Thomas for the under pick. He, he texts us, he's like, yeah, I don't know which one to pick here, but why not do the under, boys? And I, I placed a nice little wager on that under, and, and, it, and it did hit. So thank you, Caleb Thomas. Yeah, in this game, 25-17, you look, you're like, oh, really, really close game. Honestly, Washington State got a pick six going into halftime where UCLA was in the red zone about to score another touchdown. So it was it was a good win for UCLA. It was one I was glad to pick. And yeah, it just it's what I'm wondering is going to happen in the Pac-12. Are they going to cannibalize each other? Because I think there's so many really good teams and I'm just hoping... They don't because I think this is a year that they actually do deserve a playoff team. So I, I do think we're starting to see some celebra- uh, some separation uh, in the Pac-12 as far as there was that top six we saw at the beginning of the year, but now I think there's like a three, a three, a three, and a three maybe where it's uh, USC, Oregon, and Washington in the top three, and then it's like UCLA, Utah, Washington State in the next three, and then like Colorado, Arizona, um, and Oregon State in the next. So, you know, I, I feel like we're starting to see it break up a little bit. But, yeah, I, I mean, still, I, I, I do really think that. the I think I do think that the Pac-12 is going to be just fine um, and that they'll get, at the very least, uh, one team in. But we're going to learn a lot next week. All right, we're going to go on to Oregon State at California. Um, Oregon State wins this one 52-40, just a high-scoring game, just not games you expect to see. Uh, Oregon State in, but you know they they continue to put up numbers. Uh, DJ Youngle had five touchdowns, uh, five passing touchdowns, and 275 passing yards. And Oregon State, who typically has a good defense, just needs to figure that out. Cal- Cal's offense isn't that bad, but Oregon State should not be giving up this many points. That's why they lost to Washington State. That's why um, they're not currently six and zero. But you can't you can't be giving up forty to Cal. No, and. Yeah, you cannot give a 40 to Cal any day of the week. I don't even think USC would do that. So, <laughs> Yeah, good offense, though. So good good for them. That's that's kind of new for them where they have an explosive offense. And lastly, the game I'm just – I, I kind of mentioned earlier where it's just like I have a rule. I have a rule I don't bet. When it seems fishy, I bet the opposite. And, yeah, Colorado wins this game at a bad Arizona State team, 27-24. It was on the road. But like I said, they – Colorado is, I don't think, is nearly as good as maybe it seemed after they went in and beat TCU. I think we we, we were just a product of the moment there, and we really got wrapped in and sucked into them. And come, this team almost lost to Colorado State. This uh, this team, and they were at home for that Colorado State game with all the eyes watching. They, they put up a good fight against USC, but right now with USC's defense, who isn't? They beat a bad Nebraska team, and we all thought we were ready to crown them. This Colorado team is not very good because – we know how bad Arizona State is. This, this is not a good Arizona State team. Uh, you guys definitely know how we feel about this team. Um, and we should have seen that line, Jeff, and just been like, okay, they know something. Vegas doesn't lose money. This is a rat line, 
And we'd be like, yep, you're right. Arizona State is the clear choice here. Or we should have stayed away from it. Well, here's the frustrating thing is they were up seven going into the last two minutes. And then out of nowhere, they just give up a 96-yard drive for them to tie up the game. So it's like, shoot, man, you just play defense for a drive and you cover and you're good. But they couldn't do that. And I'm looking at their schedule. But, but when have they played defense? No, they haven't. All year. When have they played defense? They have, but they're only giving up. It's a horrible Arizona State team, but it's it's also unfortunately. I wish. I wonder how they would be playing differently on defense if they had Shiloh Sanders and Travis Hunter because those two do make a difference. And I think if you had them, they probably would have covered. But the line wouldn't have been four and a half, so it's a mute point. But I'm looking at their schedule. Call six games left. I think if you're a Colorado fan and you're a realist, you want this team to go to a bowl game. If they go to a bowl game, really at this point, they've overachieved. From over under for Vegas was three and a half. That just hit. And I know a lot of people I was seeing cashing in tickets of them over three and a half wins. Well, they already hit it in week six. And they go, this this week they're at home against Stanford. You got to have that one. We know how bad Stanford is. But then their last five games are not easy. You go at UCLA, home against Oregon State, home against Arizona, and then they end the year at Washington State and at Utah. So this is, if you're a team that, if you're a realist that's a Colorado fan, you just want this team to get to a bowl game, and they're going to have to go to do that. They're going to have to go two and four, and it's it's going to be a grind for them, Cole. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I see a bowl game for this team. They need to, be, they need to win one of UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, and Utah. And right now, I don't. Every team I, I just named there, I think, is a better team than Colorado. Um, like you said, they've already completely overachieved from where they were last year and what they were expected. But yeah, this team, I, I honestly, if I was going to put my money on it right now, does this team make a bowl game or not? I'm saying no. What are you saying? I'm saying yes. I think they, I think they would get either that Oregon State or Arizona game at home. I think they can win one of those two with their full healthy team hopefully by that time. So that, that I would say yes. All right, I'll have to, uh, we, should, we should do a little something like next time you're out here, you'll have to buy, buy my dinner or something or, or maybe at the waste management, ma- management when we go to it, you can buy me a drink or, or I'll buy you a drink, whoever wins this bet, huh? Yeah, I was going to say, you got to say you gotta say me because I, I think I'm going to win that one. All right. No, well, it we'll was, I, we'll do that. Virtual shake on that and then we have the podcast to, uh, the podcast to be our witnesses. So. All right, sounds good. I think, I think it's a good deal. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, this was like this was a day of football. Like this is like a full conference play. We're getting some bye weeks. Like it was it was a good day of college football. I was just filled with anger, but it was nice having Michigan play uh, just that last game and just just remind me like how lucky and blessed I am to be rooting for a team that just I turn on a game and I never have any doubt in the outcome that my team's just gonna absolutely throttle. Michigan played nine line uh, nine defensive linemen with 10 minutes to go still in the first quarter. They'd already played nine defense. So, so like, that's like, I know I was angry. I know I'm upset. There's a lot of reevaluation we're going to do this week. I'll, I'll come back better than ever um, for our next episode. But at the end of the day, if, if my team is winning like this, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm lucky to be in this position that most college fans uh, aren't lucky enough to be in. So um, let's just, let's count your wins. Let's not to worry about the losses. And I, I'm, I'm a blessed human being. That's a good way to end it. Cause yeah, you're, your team is very good. They're elite, and you should be happy because a lot of people don't like have that, especially people that list, are listening to this. If they're true Michigan State fans and that's the only team they root for, well, they're not having a good time. So 
This will wrap up our uh, week six recap episode. We will be publishing a new episode this week later on. Probably you'll see it Friday morning, and that will that one we will preview week seven. There's some really good games you have. I mean, you got Oregon, Washington coming up, Notre Dame, USC. So it's definitely one that you will want to stay tuned. So any final thoughts, Cole? Nope. Let's just regroup, recover. This is the week we learned a lot about a lot of teams. So let's start formulating opinions, not based on preseason, based on what we've seen on the field. I think there's plenty of product that we've seen on the field where we can really start to judge these teams accurately. And let's not hold on to our past uh, previous notions and let's just Let's make these new conclusions based on what we've seen off the field. And I'm, I'm going to go back to it, and I'm going to do that this week, and I'll, I'll come back to you guys uh, for our next episode better than ever. And for those of you, today we're recording this on Sunday, October 8th. Those of you that are Michigan in the state of Michigan, great-looking Detroit Lions team. That's all I can say. Cole and I are very happy that we finally have a good Lions team. So little NFL to end the podcast, but we will see you later this week on A Degree in Sports.